welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Thank you, church family. Um, Because we are a family. Amen? We are the body of Christ. (laughs) We're part of a kingdom that's unshakable. (laughs) Praise God. Did you hear what I said? We're part of a kingdom that is unshakable. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was just, as we were worshiping there, the Lord was reminding me that he is the potter and we are the clay. And wonderfully, if the Lord is the potter and we are the clay, he is shaping us into something amazing. Praise God. He never makes ornaments. He makes instruments. Holy instruments that he will use in his hands for his glory. So friends, you're a holy instrument that God wants to use. And he's shaping you for his glory. Praise God. He's never created anything of no purpose. He's created something wonderful in you that he wants to use you to release that purpose so he gets the glory. Praise God. And he knows where he's placed you. He knows who your neighbors are. He knows who sits beside you in school or college. He knows when you go to the shopping center who you're going to bump into because he he has placed you there to reach them. Isn't it wonderful? He, he goes before us. He is behind us. He's to the right of us. He's to the left of us. He's above us and he's below us. He has not left us alone. Amen. Praise God. What a great savior we have. Our scripture reading today comes from Mark's gospel chapter six. Mark's gospel chapter six. And we're going to read from verse um, 30 to 43. Now we're not, we're not focusing on all those verses, but we need to set the context So Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 30. And this is God's word. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And when they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves, now many saw them going and recognized them and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things. Verse 35, and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. 
And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. This is God's word. Let us pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We know that this is not the word of a man, that this is the word of Almighty God. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we ask, Lord, that you would show us where we stand right now. Show us where we stand, Lord, by your word, by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask that you would show us where we need to go. Holy Spirit, take the word today and lead us and guide us. Lord Jesus, may you get the glory from this. May the body be built up. Use this word to transform lives, to impact the world around us, so that you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The title of our message this morning is, You Feed Them. You feed them. This is such a, an interesting context here, what's happening. You've got the disciples with Jesus, and they've seen amazing things happen so far. But they're about to see something really, really mind-blowing. They're about to see Jesus do something supernatural. And just to step back a little bit, we have disciples there who have a call upon their life. The Lord Jesus had called them the way he has called you, dear friends. And the call upon their life is this, and it's the same call for each of you. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I I have called you out of the darkness into the light for a purpose. I'm going to place you somewhere to be my witness. I'm going to shape your life. I'm going to build you up. I'm going to work in you and I'm going to work through you. And and you just got to walk in what I place before you. I, I want you to believe what I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to put you in places where it seems impossible. But I'm the God of the impossible. And I'm going to use you to transform, com- transform communities, counties, and countries. Do you believe that this morning, church? Amen. Because God has called us out of, out of obscurity as such, out of the mundane, out of the darkness, into the light. And he has a plan for our lives. And I might be standing preaching the gospel, hallelujah. It, it might not be in a pulpit, but preaching the gospel is done by a life being lived for the glory of God. And so in, in your community and in your homes, God wants to develop you in a greater way. And, and as we're discipled by the Lord, as we're discipled, which is so important, friends, we look and learn. We look and learn. But there's a moment coming where we move from looking and learning to doing. Amen? We, 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 we're, it's great to be a spectator, but we need to be a participator in God's kingdom. Praise God. And, and the disciples here have this call upon their life, and you know they've seen Jesus do amazing things, and Jesus says, come on, we need to get away. We need to rest and um, get away to a desolate place where we can have time to think and recharge our batteries as such and, and pray. And, and the crowd so excited by what Jesus has done, some for the right reasons, some for the wrong reasons, are pursuing after the Lord. 
And they get to this space where they catch up with them. And they've been following for a number of days. And they've no food. There's, there's no local little. There's no Tesco's. There's, there's, there's no feed cork. There's, they're, they're, they're in this desolate place. And even the disciples are starting to realize that, you know, there's so many people here. We could have an angry mob in our hands if, if there's not going to be food or if they can't find food. And Jesus looks upon the crowd differently. Jesus looks upon the world differently than we do. He looks upon them as people, as their sheep without a shepherd, and he has compassion upon them. And when we look out in the world today and we see people in the darkness, people, people lost, people running after the things of the world, the Lord will give us his heart for these people. And they need a shepherd. They need the good shepherd. And we're, we're the bearers of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he wants to use us to move from looking and learning, being discipled, to serving and doing. And friends, God will use you in a mighty way for his glory. So if you think about it, our number one enemy, who is Satan, the devil, wants to stop your witness. He wants to stop you growing. He wants to stop you believing that nothing is impossible for God. He wants to, you to believe the lie. Oh, you'll never reach your neighbors. You, you, you'll never be used by God. All the good jobs are taken. You, you, there's no point in even going to church. And he wants you to believe that lie. But the Lord wants you to hear it this morning, church. He's saying to you, I have a, I have a plan for you. And I want to use you. And I need you to step into that. It, it, it's, it's time to stop just looking and learning. Continue to do that. But it's time to start doing. It's time to start serving. And I find that the first step into being shaped by God and knowing what God has for your life, the first door you walk through is serving. It's coming and serving and being a part of your church. It's not saying this is the job I'd like to do. It's saying, what would you like me to do? Where can I serve? And the disciples are there and, you know, they're looking at this huge problem. A massive problem, this huge crowd. How are these people going to be fed? How are we going to meet the need? We don't have the resources. We're not qualified. We're, we're better just sitting back and sending them away, back to the world, to find nourishment from the world. But Jesus' plan is greater. And he looks at the disciples and he says, no, you feed them. Now, he's, he's asking them a question that he knows the answer to. Okay? He knows the answer, but he wanted them to know that in and of themselves they're bankrupt. What have they got to offer the crowd? He wanted them to get to the point where they just wanted to offer Jesus. He's everything you need. He's the bread of life. But, but at this point, they're like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to get this? And so, in Mark 37, give them something to eat. You feed them. The disciples answered, really? Shall we spend a fortune as such? That's what it would take to feed these people. And we don't have a fortune. We don't have the resources. I personally don't have it. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. What do you think? And they're questioning who Jesus is. And he knows that. He's so sensitive with us. But he wanted to bring them into a place deeper with himself. To look in and say, you know, look, see what you have. He wanted them to learn a valuable lesson. 
And, and it's interesting when he says, you feed them. I, I kept dwelling on this. And it's an actual imperative. It's a command. He's saying to them, you feed them. Now, go and feed them. Even if we had the money, how would this happen? It would take some amount of money. He says, look, I want you to go and see what you do have. And they go and have a look, and there's, there's five loaves and a couple of fish. And, and if you're looking out at this mountain of people to be fed, and Jesus is saying, okay, what I want you to do is this. I want you to get everyone to sit down. And I, and I love the disciples' just obedience. They just, just, just get into this servant mode. I want to be a waiter for Jesus. I want to be a servant for Jesus. I'm not going to question. I'm just going to do I'm going to believe something is going to, great is going to happen. It might look like five loaves and two fish, but in his hands, it can become exactly what the crowd need. And I'm going to trust Jesus by what he's given me. It might be small to some people, but I know he can use something small in a great way for his glory. And, and I believe that today, friends. See, a lot of us think we need a bank account full of money. Money's not a bad thing, but it's not always the best thing. We need to be relying on the Lord. We need to be trusting the Lord for the resources. And, and, and we need to get back to that space. Well, Lord, I can't see where it's going to come from, but I believe when you've said to go and do it, you're going to provide. I don't have to see it in the bank because I walk by faith and not by sight. And, and these guys just get down and they're saying, okay, let's see how this is going to happen. And they found five loaves and two fish. And he says, go, get them to sit down in groups. It's, it's, it's like this joint restaurant. <laughs> And he lifts up these loaves before the Father in heaven and he gives thanks. He blesses them, this beautiful picture. And if I was one of the disciples, and I don't know about you, sometimes I'm like, how is God going to do this? I get to the point where I'm going to take steps of faith, but I'm so curious, but I start to get excited because I've learned from experience that when God puts a promise on your heart, He's going to fulfill it. I might not know how he's going to fulfill it, but I'm going to take the steps of obedience by faith to believe that it will be there when I need it. And he gets the glory. Amen? And so they must have been looking, how is this going to work? And it, it doesn't give us a picture. And, for, and forgive me, friends, I'm going to those online. This is the way I see it, that it just multiplied out of his hands. And he said, go and take that over there. And okay. And one of them walked over and said, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. And another one takes it and he goes over there. He says, where is this bread coming from? And I'd say it was the nicest bread. You know, when you've got great bread, you don't leave any scraps. And when you get the best of fish, you don't leave any scraps. You clean the plate. And, and even when you're full and satisfied, you say to the waitress, listen, give me a box so I can take this home because I want to feed on this tomorrow. Amen. And when Jesus provides, we are satisfied. And we want to take the best of the best with us so we get that meal again. Amen? But they're, they're, they're handing this out. And the crowd are being fed. And they're like servants. They're participating in the work. They move from the look and learn to the doing. And they're not questioning. They're serving. And, and Jesus is just, is just giving these men that he's called. Not an impossible task. In their mind, it was impossible, but now they're seeing nothing's impossible with him. And the call of God upon their life, they're starting to see that God has this plan for their life. He's shaping them through this incident, this experience. And friends, when you start to serve in church, you start to experience things that start to shape you. 
And, and you can listen and you can learn and you can be equipped for ministry from the pulpit and the discipling. But there's a time coming where you need to say, how can I serve? What can I do? Because nothing shapes or grows spiritual muscles more than serving the Lord. And how can I serve? What can I do? And the Lord might send you to the strangest things and ask you to believe the greatest miracles. But you will see the greatest things happen and most, the most amaz- amazing things happen. Verse 42. It says, they all ate and were satisfied. Now, it's, they only counted the men. There would have been women and children there. But there was 5,000 men. They all ate, including the disciples, and they were satisfied. When we let Jesus provide, we will always be satisfied. We can look after and run after other provision. And it's, it's like McDonald's, friends. It hits the spot, but an hour later, you're starving. Do you know where I'm coming from? And we can run after things in the world that we think satisfies. And anybody watching online and here today, listen... Nobody satisfies like Jesus. You, you want Jesus to provide everything. Hallelujah. Nothing else. Yes. And, and what do we offer the world church? Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. They would have looked at themselves and said, we don't have the resources. We're better sending the people away. But when they see Jesus do this, they would have been stirred up in the heart. Nothing is impossible for my Savior, my King. Where he's going to call me, he's going to provide. He'll never send me anywhere without being with me and providing all I need so he gets glorified. And the danger is, well, what the enemy tries to do, he wants us to say this, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the resources. I'm not eloquent enough. I don't have the musical gift. How can God use me? And Jesus is saying to you this morning, I know you don't have the resources, but I'm telling you now, look at what you do have. And that little I will use for a lot for my glory. And your neighbours... Women, down at the school, when you're picking up your kids, where he has placed you, he will use you to reach them for his glory. And the church will grow to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you feed them, church. I've given you everything you need in me to feed them in Christ. He will use your little for a lot. There's an interesting story further on in the Bible, in the book of Acts, around chapter 3. And at this stage, the Lord Jesus has been crucified. The disciples have had a, a, a tidal wave come against them and their faith has been impacted. 
But Jesus had told him, I'm going to the Father in heaven. I'm going to pray to him that your faith will stand. And no matter how big the wave was, their faith is still standing because Jesus is holding them. And Peter, you know, he denied the Lord. By, by all means, he should feel down and questioning himself in so many ways. But the Lord met with him in such a way afterwards and he cooked him breakfast and he loved him and he cared for him and he, and he, and he, and he, and he called Peter out, go and feed my sheep. And, and Peter, you know, yet again is pushed out by the Lord, empowered by the Lord, provide, everything's provided for him, and he believes nothing is impossible for God. And, and him and John head to this prayer meeting and they're, they're heading down to the temple and the temple will be surrounded by beggars. You know the story and they're, they're there and the Holy Spirit really purposes in Peter's heart to identify one beggar in particular. And, and he's looking for alms. He's, he's looking for these gifts that the Jews would have given to people. And they gave it out of uh, superstition rather than from a, a cheerful giver's heart. You know, if I don't give it, something bad might happen. I'm not going to take a chance, so I'll give it. But, but Peter is there. John is there. Silver and gold I don't have, but what do I have? Jesus Christ. And so Peter had been shaped through his experiences by serving with the Lord. And now he was going out and it was almost second nature. And, and, and the, filled with the Holy Spirit, praise God, friends, filled with the Holy Spirit. He, he prays with this man. And, and the way Luke writes it is, because Luke was a doctor, you know, Luke describes it from this amazing position. It's, it's, it's like his legs just healed, you know, just, just this wonderful healing in his legs. And, he, and he's jumping around rejoicing. And everybody knew who the guy was. And he's running in and he's catching people's attention. They're going, what happened to you? And they tell them what happened. And Peter and John are there. And, and into Acts chapter 4, you have all these crowd running to them. And, and, and they're so excited, and they want to be touched, but they're going, no, it's not us, and it's Jesus. The answer is Jesus. And, 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 and what does Peter do? He doesn't tell them they need him. He doesn't tell them he need the world. He tells them they need Jesus. They need to repent and put their trust in Jesus. And they're hearing this amazing truth. He's talking about the bread of life. And when Peter saw the crowd, he... He would have said in the natural, I don't, we don't have the resources to meet this need. But they knew from experience that he who has promised is faithful and that they would have everything they need because it's the gospel that's the power unto salvation for those who believe. It's, it's, it's the power of God, that supernatural power, that spiritual dynamite that blows a sinner who's dead in their trespasses and sins, brings life into them and brings them into the kingdom. And there's power in the gospel. And he shares the gospel. And in Acts chapter 4, verse 4, it says this. Many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of men came to about 5,000. 5,000. And I know, I believe in my heart that Peter would have been transported back to that moment. When Jesus said, you feed them. You feed them. There's no telling what God will do to a person who just says, here I am, Lord, send me. I want to feed them. Do you want to feed them? I want to feed them. Because we're giving something to the world they don't have. The bread of life. Peter... 
listened to the Lord and obeyed the Lord and believed the Lord. And the number of men that came to believe was about 5,000. You feed them. Standing still, waiting on the Lord is a great thing. Those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not be faint. And we need to wait upon the Lord. But standing still and not serving the Lord and not walking in the purpose you were called for is not a good thing. And I think one of the places the enemy attacks the most, he wants to keep people as spectators rather than them stepping into the supernatural work God is going to call them into. And I remember a moment where I had this, this purpose on my heart to go out and do street outreach. And it just kept coming to me. And I wasn't saved that long. The paint was still wet as such. And I knew nothing. I wouldn't even be able to have a conversation with anybody if they asked me a serious question. You know, what, what does the book of Romans teach? I, w- I wouldn't have been able to tell them. The only thing I could tell them is they need Jesus. And, and this kept being stirred up in my heart. And, and clearly the Lord was saying, I want you to go out and you feed them. <laughs> I want you to go out and tell people about me. And, and in Monaghan Town, my, my life that, up to that point in Monaghan Town, I'm, I'm a, such a businessman. I'm, I'm a manager of a construction company. Then I had my own business. And I knew lots of people around the town. And people would have recognized me from being in the pub, being in certain places. But to see me on the street sharing the gospel was going to be a challenge. But, but whatever God had done, I didn't have this fear inside me. I knew that they needed to meet the Jesus I had met with, to have this relationship. And I started talking to other Christians, what do you think about going out? And they were like, well, that's, that's not really my thing. And I said, okay, is it anybody's thing? Well, it's these two young girls that go out every Saturday night and share the gospel on the streets of Monaghan. I said, really? And they said, yeah. And the the Lord was just telling me, you need to go out and do this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to contact these girls. And I went along to their church. And then I didn't even have the courage to go up and speak to them. And I was trying to make a deal with God and saying, if they really, really need my help, they'll come up and speak to me. Or, even greater, one of them will stand up in the middle of the service and say, we need help. So I'm thinking, that's that door shut. And in the middle of the service, one of the girls stood up and she says, we're looking for people to help with street outreach. The Lord couldn't have made it any clearer. And I went up to them and I said, I'm here to help. I don't know what I can do. I said, you'll do perfectly. (laughs) And we went out And for years, on a Saturday night, the greatest experience of my life, I grew more spiritually in those instances serving the Lord 
I went from offering cups of teas and coffee in the Lord's name to talking to people about Jesus, about the bread of life. It, it was amazing what happened. We see people give their life to the Lord on the street and come along to church the next Sunday and continue on with the Lord for his glory. God, God's plan is perfect. He had called us to be fishers of men and we just need to walk in what he has for us. And I realized that day, God has this plan for my life. He has this plan for my wife's life, my children's life. He has this plan for your life and he has people that you can reach. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside us, a power that is at work within us. And he will do exceedingly above and beyond what we can imagine or think for his glory. And as we step into what he has, wait, you see what will happen. Who knows? There could be a day where you're on your way to a prayer meeting. And there could be someone outside. And you just tell them about Jesus. That's who you need. You don't need silver or gold. You need Jesus. And it does a transforming work in their life. And you start to see the domino effect. And they start impacting people's lives. Where did you hear this? Some guy on his way into Cork Church. Some young girl on his way into Cork Church for a prayer meeting. And, and, and you're not the same. No. That disability of addiction and everything else left me when they prayed with me. I'm going to Cork Church. You could be a person that goes up to the pastor today. I want to serve. I've heard the call this morning into my life. You feed them. And I want to serve. What can I do? Who knows where God will lead you? But he will lead you to the place he has shaped for you and his presence will go with you and you will see amazing things happen for his glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Friends, let's not limit God. Let's not limit God. Do you believe this morning that God has called you? There's only one person believes. Do you believe this morning that God has called you? Church, do you believe this morning that God has called you? Amen. Praise God. And he wants you to be fishers of men. Amen. He wants you to feed them. He wants you to tell people about Jesus. He wants you to be involved in your church. So what's stopping us? We need to move from the look, listen and learn into doing. Not just to be hearers, to be doers. And wait to see what God does through your life. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Jesus. Father God, we, we want to thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you that you've called us into something far greater than we can even comprehend. But like everything in your kingdom, Lord, it involves steps of faith. And Lord, I pray this morning for anybody watching or anybody here that they will step into what you have, that they will look at their life and say, I've looked and I've learned, I need to start doing I need to start feeding. I need to start serving. I need to start being an active member of the body of Christ. Lord, I pray that you will raise up many, Lord, and bring them into places that they, they never thought they'd go, but it's part of your plan. 
and that they will stand by faith and proclaim the gospel and many will come to faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't limit you this morning and we ask by the Holy Spirit because as we read in the book of Acts, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and so we ask, Lord, that you would empower your church as you promised by your Spirit to step into those things so that many will come to faith in you, Lord Jesus. Bless this church and bless every ministry and bless everyone here and those watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.